I'm glad that you are with me today as we're studying God's Word. We're in Galatians chapter 5 where we're talking about the two levels of living. One is the level of living by our strength and our wisdom and our power. The other level is much higher. It's the level of living by God's Holy Spirit within us, asking Him to control our minds and hearts and thoughts and directions and decisions and letting Him live through us. And the Bible says when we do that, that there are certain products that are produced. There are certain fruits that come out. And we mentioned one last time, we, and that's love is the first one that's mentioned. And then the second one that's mentioned is joy. You see, God intends for every believer to be filled with joy. In the first letter that John wrote, he said, these things I'm writing to you that your joy may be full. In other words, that your joy may overflow may abound like a river over its banks. And there are many words for joy. And the word joy is one that is used 150 times in the New Testament. Sam Shoemaker used to say, the surest mark of a Christian is not faith or even love, but joy. You see, there's no sorry substitute for joy. You can't really pretend joy. Now, you can pretend outwardly that you have joy, but it soon becomes obvious that it's only an outward display and you're faking it. But when you really love and when you really act out your faith, joy comes out. When you really let Jesus be Lord, and uh, many, many Christians don't seem to have much joy. I grew up in a church where there didn't seem to be much joy. Most people didn't seem very happy to me. They didn't seem to be full of much joy. It was not a very attractive situation, but there were a few. One being my mom and dad, who, who really seemed to take seriously their faith, and it made a difference in their lives. Joy is something that God wants to just permeate us with, but it's the result. You see, it's a byproduct. You say, well, I'm going to produce joy today. You can't produce joy. Joy is not pretending to be happy. Joy is not just uh, acting like everything's okay when it's not. Joy is deeper than anything. Joy is there no matter what's going on. Joy is there when things are good and things are bad. And so that's why it's important to understand what it is. True joy, mark this down now, true joy always has God as its source. It comes out of a relationship with God. And if you don't have that relationship with God, then there's not going to be joy there. Listen to, I want you to hear what, first, what Peter says in 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9. He says, though you have not seen Jesus, you love him. And even though you did not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Writing to scattered believers who are being persecuted, Peter is saying you have an inexpressible or unexpressible joy. A glorious joy fills your life. Jesus said in John 15, 11, my, my joy I give to you. You see, the secret comes out of our relationship with him. And that's why the Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is joy. In, 
in the book of Acts, we read about Paul going through some seriously difficult times along with some of the others, other believers. And in Acts chapter 13, verse 52, we read this. And the disciples were filled with joy and the whole, with the Holy Spirit. You say, oh, well, things must be wonderful. No, they weren't wonderful. They'd been persecuted. They'd been kicked out of the area. They had not been allowed to come back to, to uh, the city where they were, so they went on to Iconium. But they were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. You see, circumstances cannot determine joy. They just can't do it. Real joy is not dependent on circumstances. If everything's going great, I have joy. No. You have joy if you are letting the Holy Spirit control your life. And it also comes out of a recognition of God's truth. You see, God's truth always leads us to the area of joy. And in, uh, in the book of Nehemiah, for example, Nehemiah, the man of God, is, has gone back to Jerusalem, and he is built, rebuilding the wall. But Nehemiah 8, verses 9 through 12, listen. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest, and the teacher of the law, and the Levites, who were instructing the people, said to them all, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, for all the people have been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. What happened was, they said there's a time to celebrate. They had been grieved because as they listened to the word of God being read, they saw their sins. But now it was time, as they were forgiven, and having received that forgiveness, it was time to rejoice. And when we experience that kind of joy, it does make a difference. The psalmist talked about that in Psalm 5 when, when he said in verse 11, But all who take refuge in you, God, will be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them that those who love your name may rejoice in you. See, the point is again that this joy is coming out of our recognition of the truth of God, that God is at work, that God is overcoming, that things are not what they look like on the surface, that God is bigger than our problems and bigger than anything that's happening in our lives and that we're trusting him and we're depending on him and we're allowing him to work in his own special way. And as we do so, God does special things. He works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. And also it comes out of a readiness to obey. You see, part of the reason why Nehemiah and his people in, <coughs> in Jerusalem were rebuilding the wall was because God told them to. But they were obeying. They were doing what God had told them to do. Therefore, there was joy. And as we do that, joy comes. The Bible says that if we abide in Jesus, he gives us joy. Abiding is simply trusting and depending on him. It also comes out of responsiveness to God in worship. When, when we really worship God and praise him, 
like Psalm 42, verse 4 tells us, These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the Mighty One with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. David says, I remember the joy that came from worship. We'll pick that up tomorrow and talk more about it. But I hope you'll be with me. God bless you. Have a great day.